Hey, Amanda. Hey, Tommy. Hey, I have some bad news. My grandma's getting kicked out of her house. No, poor grandma. Yeah, but it's okay because I have a plan. Apparently, I can hit a golf ball like 600 yards. So I think I'm going to join the PGA Tour. But don't you play hockey? I do. Does this story sound familiar at all? It better. It's Happy Gilmore. It is. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And can we talk about... The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I can't believe you're a professional golfer. I think you should be working at the snack bar. You better relax, Bob. There is no way that you could have been as bad at hockey as you are at golf. All right, let's go. You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. The price is wrong, bitch. I think you've had enough. No? Now you've had enough, bitch. Can we talk about Happy Gilmore? Yeah, we need to because <laughs> the Masters just happened uh, yeah. this past week, which is like the Super Bowl of golf events. So my house is on pause. Right. And uh, I think that I, I'm not going to say this is the best golf movie because it's definitely not. the. It's up there, though, Ooh. right? I mean, I right out of the gate, we can go there. What what is the best then? Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think people would say Caddyshack, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Caddyshack is probably the most. Oh, you know what it is? All right. Not to. Not to. This is a great way to start. We're right into it. Let's piss everyone off. I don't know if I'd say Caddyshack is the best. That's not a. That's. I, I got to look this up now. Let's see here. Uh, I'll just Google golf movies. Ah. Well, there's Tin Cup. We yeah. talked about this, right? So there's Tin yeah. Cup. Yeah. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Happy Gilmore. There's there's some serious ones and some comedies. Well, there's like Legend of Bagger Vance. Yeah. And like those are. I'm not. Uh, let's say comedy. Golf okay. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> I. I you know, do you, uh, do, I mean, and I only ask this cause I feel like if you knew it, you would only know it because of the household you come from where your fiance is a golf pro. Yes. Um, have you ever heard of dwarf on golf? That was like these like weird. Okay. No, I, you should ask about it. I wonder if he knows it. Like, I remember just seeing it back in like the nineties. I was like, um, I think it was Tim Conway for like the old, what, what did they, it was a movie or is it, it a It was show? just like a series of like dwarf movies, dwarf on golf. I have to find this. It's a 1987 movie. The and it's just was Tim born. Conway. There was like dwarfs golf Bible. There was a bunch of like weird. Okay. Tim Conway movies of just, and to be clear, it was like him and I'll show you a picture of it too. It's like him on a golf course, <laughs> like actually like standing oh, on his knees. Okay. It's some weird. Yeah. All right. Weird, not that's, in the category of Caddyshack or any of the other things, but just to be that's clear, that's like golf spoof. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. 
Yeah, uh, no, I, I don't know. And I, I should have asked him. Yeah. Before we recorded this. Well, just to, as, I'm, as I'm looking at it, I, I, you know, just Googled golf movies and some of the ones that come up are like the greatest game ever played. Oh, that's a good one. That is a really good one. Um, but that's serious. Yeah. Okay. So who is your caddy? I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, let's see here. I mean, a Caddyshack, maybe, I mean, maybe Caddyshack is the most. Maybe that's okay. Let's not say best. Let's say that that's like the most classically known yeah. golf movie. Okay. Right? But. And I'll bring it, I'll bring it right back. Okay, How I'm does ready. it compare to happy Gilmore in that, mm, in that aspect? That's hard because I think that happy Gilmore is like a really good comedy, not just a golf movie comedy. It's just yeah. like a good comedy Yeah, where, I mean, Caddyshack's really classic, right? So it's like, yeah. you know, all the, all the cool people are in it. You know, it's a classically great movie. Yeah. I don't know because a lot of this movie does center around golf, right? It's, you know, that's the whole premise is his grandma's house is getting foreclosed on and yeah. he finds out he's a really bad hockey player, but he's got a wicked slap shot. So he's really good at golf. I would argue this is more about golf than Caddyshack. Okay. Okay. Because Caddyshack, obviously, the, the, even in the title, right? Like Caddyshack is about caddies at a golf course. And it's more about like the kids working for the summer and all that, like those jobs. And the gopher. And the gopher, and the gopher running around yeah. and Bill Murray being weird. It's, I feel like it's more about them than it is, than about it is golf. golf. Okay. So this is definitely more golf centric then. Yeah. Okay. I, That's may, fair. Maybe, maybe a better way to put it is if you're a kid who grew up caddying at a golf course, Caddyshack is your movie. If you're just someone who's into golf, Happy Gilmore is probably more your movie. Ooh, interesting. And also I would say into hockey because there's a lot of hockey yeah. callbacks to this. But also keep in mind, especially like modern golf, like, Happy Gilmore, they spend like the golf channels there, right? There's a tournament. It is. Yeah. No, that's completely fair. And there's also, I would say that this has, I mean, you've got a pro golfer in it. You've yeah. got the golf world is really centric in this one. Yeah. Like the professional golf world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So we'll say that. We'll say okay. this is the best golf centric comedy. Yeah. It's on, it's on point at being an actual golf movie. Okay. And okay. we'll say Caddyshack is. Just Caddyshack. So it's his own world. It's very own world. different movie. Okay. Very different movie. It's fair. Okay. Um. So yeah. So all right. We that right out of the gate. We we, <laughs> we knocked down. We solved that mystery. Yes. Okay. But this came out in '96. Yeah. Um. It took 12 million dollars to make, and it grossed 41.2 million worldwide, which is quite a bit for '96. For yeah. Well, what's even funnier too is, um, you you said this was '96. Yeah, I think. Um, Unless my notes are wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. It was the reason I ask is because um, in the Adam Sandler universe of the '90s, I feel like there were sort of. Uh, I tend to skip over some, but you had Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, which Billy Madison came out like the year before. This, yes, right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you you look at the movies that Adam Sandler was churning out in the '90s. Um, <laughs> more so than he does today. Just like the cash grabs for sure. I want my, me and my friend, my actor friends to have a vacation in Hawaii. We're going to set a movie in Hawaii. They're in that. They're that's not where, bad. The, the murder, movies, the murder, murder mystery ones. Oh, I haven't seen. Okay. I'll let Those you talk bad. me into it. They're I'll let you bad. talk me into it in a little bit. They're not great, but it's Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler having fun as best friends. So but, you can't hate that. But I mean, with the exception of like, I'm looking at his like recent history with the, with little, like Uncut Gems, which obviously he didn't produce or anything, or he didn't create. That I haven't movie. seen that. You haven't seen Uncut Gems? I know, I know, I know. Well, 
you need a bottle of Xanax before you sit down and watch it. Okay. Um, the only thing I really know about, obviously, everyone was super pissed that Sandler didn't win because they, they were like, that was like his best. It was. Actually, I mean, ever. One, he, I think he really, he really deserved it for you. But I also the Julia Fox where she's like, Uncut Uncut Jam. Jam. Uncut Jam. Uncut Jam. She was the muse behind Uncut Jam. I'm the muse behind Uncut Jam. Uh, There's but, some vocal fry for everybody's <laughs> brains. Um, well, but go, but in the nineties you had Billy Madison and happy Gilmore, which yeah. were, um, well, all right, I'll take it back. He did this random movie in the eighties called going overboard, which I think most Adam Sandler fans might know, but aside from that, it's not like a popular movie by any means. I don't know that one. Um, then he did SNL and he did SNL while he did. And then he kicked off and um, connecting it back to another movie we talked about. He was in airheads. Amazing movie. Which I didn't realize was before he did Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Because uh, that was 94. And then Billy Madison was 95 and Happy Gilmore was 96. Okay. That makes sense. Um, then he did The Wedding Singer in 98. He did The Water Boy in 98. And then Big- I can't believe Water Boy is that long ago. Like yeah. to me, Water Boy feels very early 2000s. Yeah. Like very 2000, 2001. Even though we, I lived through it and I was like of the demographic at the time too, I tend to confuse where Waterboy, Little Nicky, and Big Daddy all fall into place. Yeah. Like I thought Big Daddy was a 2000s movie. It came out in 99, which no. is close, but it was right there. No way. In my brain, that is right? not does not compute. I think it's because Adam Sandler st- went from playing like the silly, goofy guy in Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. And then he was sort of goofy in Wedding Singer. But then he, he starts going like Waterboy and then Big Daddy. But then he goes backwards in Little Nicky. <laughs> then he goes far backwards. Right. And then he goes Mr. Deeds comes out in 2002. Incredible. But, you know, so like he's bouncing around like he's, he's playing older and younger and goofy and yeah. mature and, and all these things. What's your favorite? Of all the Adam Sandler. Of all the Adam Sandler. Of the, of the Rolodex of Adam Sandler. Can I, can I work backwards and say which yeah, ones yeah, I yeah. hate? Okay. Yeah, okay. Let me, let me start there. So, um, anger management is to like one of the most frustrating movies. Really? I've ever, yeah, absolutely. That movie is just frustratingly, it makes me angry. If okay. that's, if, I don't well, know that's, if the movie's trying to do that, but. Yeah. Um, Mr. Deeds felt like a rehash of like just a combination of other okay. older Adam you didn't Sandler like movies. like the black foot? Got it. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't like, you know, um. I was one of the people who actually did like Little Nicky. Like I wasn't. I loved Little Nicky for what it was. It was, it was weird. It was not, you know, I wasn't going in being like, this is a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. I was like, this is a weird, stupid Adam Sandler movie and I'm here for it. I appreciated it. I didn't hate it. Agreed. Um, Big Daddy, when I I got my first DVD player, um, I had like three movies that people gifted me. It was like The Matrix, which I was like, oh, what is this weird movie I never heard of? Whoa. Um, Talk about a mind fuck for you. It was, was, oh my God. It was that. It was Big Daddy. And I forget the other one. I got to go back and figure it out. But Big Daddy, I watched it over and over and over again because it was my first DVD that I had. Um, So I really do like Big Daddy. And and the thing is, you know, I can give, I can give Adam Sandler a lot of shit for his, his, um, his filmography as of late because they're just like churn out, just schlock, right? Um, and I'll give him credit here. I mean, if this is any credit, it's not as bad as like the scary movie franchise where it went after like one and yeah. two, where it's just like, oh, this reference, 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 you know, like that's all it is. 
they try to be funny. I don't think they do well, but I think they, they try to be funny. I'm, I'm, I'm referencing like movies like pixels or grownups, uh, or Jack and Jill or, you know, you didn't like grownups. As I said it, I real. I mean, I don't hate it as much as the others. Okay. Okay. But I'll put maybe like pixels, the ridiculous six and Jack and Jill. I've those never, fair? I don't even know. Okay. Them. So that's, that's how well they've done for me. Yeah. Um, and for what it's worth, I actually like Adam Sandler doing drama. Like I really liked him in Uncut Jams. Uncut Jams. Um, I liked him when he did all the way back in the early two thousands when he did um, uh, Punch Drunk Love. Oh, that that Anderson is movie. incredible. Yeah. Movie. yeah. Um, I didn't see it, but I'll. I'll you didn't see it? No, no, no. I oh. saw that. I, I oh. was going to say. Um, uh, was that? Did I confuse him with someone else? No, I thought he did Spanglish. Did he not do Spanglish? Now I'm, I'm well. Confused. Now I'm second guessing myself, but to I'm me, second guessing yes. myself. Well, anyway, I was, I was about to agree with you. <laughs> For some reason, I thought he was in Spanish. Anyway, the the point is, um, I I I like the wedding singer, but I it was too, um, again, and something that I think I fault the Adam Sandler movies as of late for is it very much leaned on. Hey, look, it's the eighties. Isn't this funny? Hey, look, look at this. Look at this reference. Oh, I have a, I have a, you know, remember Flock of Seagulls? Remember DeLoreans? Remember? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and the thing is, Inside There was a good movie. I think him and um, Drew Barrymore, between that movie and Fifty First Dates, I I actually like their rom-coms. I think there was a well-done I love them. Yeah. I love Wedding Singers, Incredible. Fifty First Dates, I love it. Fifty First Dates, I think I like better. Okay. Because I think it's a more concise story and it tugs on the heartstrings in the right place. Like there's like there's parts that want to make you cry when you watch 51st oh, Dates. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Um, but I will say I think I like Billy Madison better than Happy Gilmore, as we're doing a Happy Gilmore episode. But I I, I and then I definitely like Billy Madison more than Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I love Happy Gilmore, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. But uh, Billy Madison to me was like one of those uh watching that, I was like, wow. This is comedy. This is what makes me laugh. Yeah. This is funny. Yeah. And it was so mature <laughs> for the age that I was watching that. Like that's. Yeah. I was probably like eight or nine watching that. Like <laughs> Billy Madison has got some real adult. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Themes. That Veronica Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Happy Gilmore, I think was more. Um, I love sports movies. Like I will just come out on the rec. I love all things sports movies. Okay. Comedies, dramas, like Remember the Titans is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. And I love sports comedies. So I like Happy Gilmore even just for that. Yeah. I love sports. One of the movies, speaking of sports movies, one of the ones that I always liked that I went back to watch again because I was like, oh, I always, I always liked that movie. And I couldn't, I mean, I watched it, but it was hard to watch. And it was only because of a lot of that, like early 2000s style they did with movies was, um, uh, any given Sunday. I love it. No, I, okay. Here's the thing. It is a great, it is a good movie. Yeah. But, and I think it was Tony Scott. I got to look this up. Um, but the movie just, the 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 camera flies around they do this weird thing where like they put the movie into like five frames per second and they like just yeah. swing the camera and and i was like getting nauseous watching and it's never happened to me <laughs> that's how you know we've gotten old man oh absolutely yeah i mean and that was a weird that was oliver stone by the way i don't know why i gave uh credit elsewhere but 
Oliver Stone was just like, yeah, cool. Let's just play around with the camera and like go into like weird, like, like flashing on the screen or like whip panning with like five frames per second. It was just, it was, I was like, Oh my God, I would get, I would get sick watching this movie because of that, of just the the visuals of it. I had to, I had to close my eyes in some sequences and this never happened to me before ever. It's impressive. I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while, but I loved that movie. And I feel that, okay. So I will say back to happy Gilmore. Yeah. It, Definitely Billy Madison. But remember how we had talked about, I forget what episode it was, how like certain comedy movies, they have the same group of people that oh, they yeah. act with yes. and everything. And I love the fact that this is, yeah, the next edition of that group. Yeah. And I mean, first of all, we need to talk about this is little baby Julie Bowen of Modern Family fame. I know. She's just, she's the smoke show lady. Yeah. She plays like the, uh, she's, what's her name? Virginia. Yeah. Virginia something. Yeah. And she's the public relations for the PGA tour. Yeah. And she's, you know, Shooter McGavin, yeah. <laughs> who is played Shooter. by Christopher McDonald, yeah. is like the real pro golfer. And then yeah. you have Adam Sandler, who uses a hockey stick and is, you know, it's like a the whole genesis of the story. Yeah. But I love Julie Bowen in this. She's so yeah. good. Yeah. Well, it's really funny. It's and again, comparing it to Billy Madison, you have to compare the love interest because in that you had uh, Bridget Wilson, who I feel like just disappeared after the 90s. Oh, absolutely. Like, she was in like a bunch she of stuff. She was the hot lady in everything. In yeah. The, 90s. the hot <laughs> mom, was, the hot lady. Yeah. She was hot everything. That was her thing. She was just hot lady. Um, she was in The Wedding Planner. She was in. Um, She's this? really good in The Wedding Planner. Your wife will agree with me. Um, yeah, I got I to gotta bring her in for the for more rom-com episodes. Um, she was in House on Haunted Hill. She was in Love Stinks, which is a movie that I don't know if you've ever seen it because it was like an HBO late night movie that would play a bunch. I probably have. It's it's her and French Stewart. It's a it's a stupid movie. It's terrible. Okay. Um, she was in I know you, I know what you did last summer. I didn't realize that. Um, but yeah, she was. You're right. She was like quote unquote hot lady in movies. She was just hot lady. She was Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat in '95. Right after that, finish him. So. <laughs> Finish him, Sonia. <laughs> but um, obviously, I want to say, I mean, uh, yeah, Julie Bowen. Julie Bowen definitely had more staying power in Hollywood for sure. But I, I is this the first thing, big thing she did? I yes, I think so. It's got to be right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, oh my god, it's literally the second thing she was ever in, and she killed it. Yeah, like, she's so good. So you've got Adam Sandler who plays yeah. Happy Gilmore. Obviously, the the description for his character is. Fucking hilarious. A high-strung <laughs> wannabe hockey player who discovers a unique talent for golf and joins the pro golf tour to win money and save his grandmother's house. Yeah. Sandler also provided the voice of the laughing clown. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna die, clown. You're gonna die, clown. Um, which by, by the way, um, we were trying to pull quotes for this movie for oh. social media. Oh boy. And I was asked, like, hey, what about these quotes? And the one that came up was, You're gonna die, clown. I'm like, we can't. Put up, especially with like the way Instagram and all these places are like a little bit. Yeah, jerk. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You can't just die write isn't great. die clown on Instagram as like in like big fun fonts. <laughs> You're gonna die clown. <laughs> you know what's what I love is the uh, I eat shits like you for breakfast. Yeah. You, you eat, eat pieces shit of shit for breakfast? breakfast. That was like when no. I was little. <laughs> My sisters, we would do stuff like. I mean, this is a very quotable movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, like, and I think 
these quotes have stood the test of time because yeah. we're st- it's still part of our 80s, 90s kid vernacular that yeah. I think we all use. Yeah. But um, I, one of my favorite parts is Carl Weathers plays uh, Chubbs Peterson, who's a pro golfer who lost one of his hands yeah. <laughs> because he got bitten <laughs> off by an alligator. And he eventually becomes um, Happy Gilmore's coach and mentor. But he was like excited to do the movie at first. And then afterwards said that he was really upset that he did the movie because of the foul language. Really? Yeah. I'm like, what is there a lot of, but is, I mean, I know like, when he goes on like cursing tirades, like it's, they stew through the the lens of the golf channel, which is bleeping. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I take that back. It was not Carl Weathers who said that. Um, It was uh, the, Lee Trevino, who's a PGA pro. Okay. That was in the movie and did a cameo that he was upset. Really? That there was foul language. Carl Weathers, this is in my notes. <laughs> he hurt his back during the death scene, which is so ridiculous in this movie. He is becomes Happy Gilmore's <laughs> mentor and Happy Gilmore like wins this whole thing and he goes to tell him and then he gives him the head of the alligator or crocodile that bit his hand off and then he gets surprised and falls to his death falls backwards out the window but apparently he really really hurt his back and he was in excruciating pain for decades afterwards jeez decades decades (laughs) but then isn't he in little nicky doesn't he come back in little nicky in carl weathers yeah i don't is that true yes as chubbs as a ghost Oh, yeah. Hilarious. That is funny. Also, Ben Stiller plays like this really, uh, which that is such a dark scene. Yeah. Yeah. A really mean orderly in the nursing home. (laughs) And then apparently, which I haven't seen and we have joked about it before, the opening scenes of Hoobie Halloween. You told me about this. Yes. Ben Stiller plays the same mean orderly (laughs) in the beginning. Which I have not seen Hoobie Halloween. Okay. Well, it's, a, it's, it's no, because it's a okay. new Adam Sandler movie where he's just turning. You understand? He cut a deal with Netflix. Didn't to, he say, though, that he made that because he wanted to actually show his kids one of his movies because they can't watch any of them yet? Uh, did he? Yeah. He wanted to make a movie like his kids could actually watch of his. I didn't know that. Well. I'll take it. They're probably like, well, this is embarrassing, Dad. This movie sucks. But now the the guys you're talking about that are in a bunch of his movies and worked with him a bunch. Yes. You have Alan Covert who broke out on his own. And I got to give him credit because I loved him. And it was, um, he did grandma's boy, which I feel like we should do at some oh, point. Oh, we have to. Doesn't he, he plays the homeless guy in here, right? Who eventually becomes he's the cat. Hattie's, yeah, his cat. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's the other guy, which is uh, Peter Dante, who is the one uh, who, who also shows up in a bunch of movies. I don't know if he shows up in this. If he shows up in, I don't uh, think he does. No, but he he's worked on a bunch of movies with Adam Sandler and that crew. The Alan Alan Covert, uh, Peter Dante, and um, uh, Adam Sandler. And Adam Sandler, yeah, of course, that rounds out the crew. And that's everybody. Um, Kevin Nealon is hilarious in this as well. Yes. Oh yeah, he's Kevin, really yeah. funny in this. I will say he's I mean, like the weird PGA <laughs> golfer. <laughs> he always plays like these, and and he does it in a lot of these like. Um, happy Madison movies, which for context, that's, mm-hmm. they just shove the names together and that's the production company behind all this. He did stuff. all right. Um, but in grandma's boy, he pops up too. And he's the like CEO of this 
gaming oh, that's studio. Right. That's right. Namaste. Yeah, he's like, you know, he's all I love him. He yeah. was so good in weeds. He was he good was in weeds. He was really good yeah. in weeds. I loved that show. I love Kevin Nealon in anything. I thought I he was one of the better uh and more underrated uh weekend update hosts on SNL. He was really He great. was just very dry humor, just did his thing, never broke, never smiled, just read the news in like a completely dry sense of humor and nailed it. I always loved that about He's him. He's the best. Yeah. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When I was researching, obviously, you know me and my fun facts, but uh, this story is inspired by Adam Sandler's childhood friend. Really? Yeah, named Kyle McDonough. And uh, he was a pro hockey player in Norway. And after he showed Adam Sandler his golf drive, um, he said that he was able to hit the ball so far because he had hockey wrists. (laughs) And so that's what made the whole genesis of this movie is a hockey player with like hockey wrists wrists that but, can hit the golf ball far but is that a thing i have no idea i did a golfer with golfer wrists. <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> i have no clue i want to get him on the phone and ask him i'm kind of i'm, I'm part of me is I'm wondering just say as, as a hockey fan yeah i imagine that it would be because the whole thing with a slap shot is uh you know the power behind being able to flick your wrist hence the name slap shot you're slapping it it is really hard yeah like you're yeah, I'm I'm doing this just so everyone knows this is the first time Tom and I are recording the podcast sitting next to each yeah. other in real life. And I'm doing this and you can't see what I'm doing. So that doesn't make You're a lot flicking. of sense. But I thought it was all in the hips. You might be right. I have no idea, but I'm thinking sla- okay. Slapping the stick for a shot. I am okay. this is embarrassing, but yes, that's the way I've understood it. I have so many friends that play hockey that are gonna listen to this and be like, Are you serious? Okay. But um yeah, he I don't it makes sense. Yeah. Because it is and golf is more like a follow through. Yeah. You come from the top down and go all the way through. Where hockey, you kind of the power is one coming from behind, you hit the puck <laughs> and then it's gone. I do like how we're discussing this and we have no qualifications. I, no, I I at all. nothing. Yeah. Um your 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 fiance is either gonna listen to this and be like well, yeah, you you had it right, or be like you have no idea what you're no talking clue. about. Either Not way, either way, I'm I'm gonna fake the confidence here. Yeah. Also, Kevin <laughs> Costner was actually um, offered the role of Shooter McGavin first before oh. Christopher McDonald, and he turned it down. That's fun. I mean, I I Christopher McDonald so plays the role so well. I can't imagine Kevin Costner being like no. a dick. And he went on, isn't he? Tin, tin cup. cup? Yeah. He his, he did he is just fine in the golf movie yeah. world. Uh, but we can't talk about this movie without talking about Bob Barker in the fight scene because that's that's this movie to me. Oh, the one that won uh, MTV's best award, fight award. Yeah, best fight. But the best part to me is like, so originally that part was written for Ed McMahon. Oh. Ed McMahon didn't want to do it, so they offered it to Bob Barker of Price Is Right. Yeah, 
And he was like, I'll do this for you. But my neighbor in real life is Chuck Norris and Chuck (laughs) Norris. And I train like daily and he's taught me all these fighting things. So I'll do it. But I have to win the fight because originally Bob Barker lost the fight in the script or Ed McMahon lost the fight. Really? Okay. And Bob Barker's like, I'll do it. Yeah. But like I'm trained by Chuck Norris. Yeah. So I have to win. And they're like, fine, you can fucking win the fight. But what's even funnier is even as a comedy, it makes more sense for him for, to, to, to win. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I just think it's so fucking funny that like the, the I feel like Chuck Norris jokes. I know they're not as yeah. funny anymore, <laughs> but like that whole statement is a Chuck Norris joke. Even well, even I, uh, I agree. But I was also going to say too, if you think about like, even in that realm, if you're trying to cast that right, you, you, so you, all right, they went for Ed McMahon and he turned it down. Um, I think Bob Barker is a better choice anyway, just because if you really, if you take a step back and think about like Ed McMahon was on the tonight show. He was Carson's, uh, he was Carson's sidekick. He was the Andy Richter of that generation. Mm. Um, but you know, everyone grew up. I mean, back from the seventies to through the nineties through when this movie was on the air or this movie came out. Um, Bob Barker was the guy all the kids saw when they were home from school. Tom, that is literally what I wrote in elementary school said, what do you want to grow be when you grow up? And I wrote a Bob Barker babe. My mother was mortified. That is all I wanted when I was little to be a Bob one Barker, a Bob babe. Barker, babe. I, I like that's how what they were called I, Barker's babes. Barker's I think they were called something creepy like Barker's angels or something. Were they really? Yeah. We can go on a whole nother tangent about that poor man and what he went through. Like one of his wives was, what? Killed? Like, oh my God. The Wait, Bob- I want to know a little bit. We should just do a Bob Barker episode because I watched, do you remember the like behind the music? Yeah. Okay. So they did one on Bob Barker on VH1 okay. and as a divorced kid, I would go to my dad's every other weekend. Yeah. He, he was like, yeah, I don't care what you watch, watch whatever the hell you want. Yeah. <laughs> and I would watch VH1 on Saturday yeah. afternoons. And I remember watching it and he, first of all, is super huge into rescuing animals, which is why that, he, okay. That yeah. it was like him and um, Betty white were like, yes, that's big. why at the yeah. end of every episode, he's like, please spay and neuter yep. your dogs. But then um, he also is very, uh, got like a little bit of a sordid past with his, his lady loves. Really? Yeah. Or this may be, okay. I might be saying this wrong and it might just be the price is right. Has like a lot of like skeletons in its closet. Maybe we should do a Price is Right episode. Price is Right episode. I will say, um, you know how like there's all the, like every TV service. Now there's a bunch of like these over the, like not cable free TV services. There's one that showed up on my TV and I was just like browsing through it. I was like, oh, there's a Price is Right channel where you can watch the Price is Right 24 hours a day. That is my dream. And they're all episodes from like the 70s and 80s too. It's like the Bob Barker era. And I was watching it and it's, and the thing is first, I'm like, what year was this? And I'm trying to figure out what year it was because then you can play along. Cause I'll be like, all right, I have to do the math. Yeah. Not only figure out what this Rice was. was 10 cents. Yeah. In the 70s. <laughs> it's like, how much is this baked beans? Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much are baked beans now a dollar. And, and then it's like, they're 70 cents. I'm like, wait a second. That math doesn't add up. So like beans have gotten cheaper from 1981 kind of maybe people eat it less i don't know well i mean in reality i think it has to do with like uh you know uh, mass production of things for sure yeah yeah, reducing the cost but it's funny because it's like you know how much is this and it's like oh it's 70 cents then but it's like a dollar 25 now if you go to the grocery store and the reason it didn't like 
exactly follow inflation is because, you know, now, now that baked bean can is like all sugar and mass produced and whatever. This is incredible. We need to do a prices right episode. I think we could talk about this. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we'll discuss true carry then. Um, this is a good fun fact for the golf nerds. Yeah. Uh, so a golf pro named Patrick Harrington, who I'm familiar with because I have to watch (laughs) golf all the time. He, uh, attempted the, Happy Gilmore running slap shot. Oh. And uh it was kind of like, well, is that even legal? And yeah. they found that it is legal because you do not have to be standing still over your ball when you're playing a shot. So striking the ball with a run up is okay. Now, is there any validity to it actually working though? Well, I don't know. It says the legality of the Happy Gilmore shot was ruled on by a Canadian Supreme Court. Another attempt to uh <laughs> a Pappy style didn't go so well. Oh, a Canadian golfer tried to do the move during a bachelor party, hit someone with the ball, and um, then was sued. So Jeez. it made its way all the way to the Supreme Court of Nova Scotia, which is hilarious. I like how this went to the Supreme the Court. The Supreme Court. Did you know this was in 2020? They did a poll. I don't know oh. who's they. This is from crack.com. Okay. But they did a poll, and fans voted that Happy Gilmore is the best Sandler film. Really? I don't. But like, based on what? Because that's, that's the part that I get. A little. Yeah, I don't know, because I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to. I'll definitely say that this is not his best film. I don't I don't know, because there's a lot of physicality to this that he had to do. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Let, let me give you this. Um, The movie itself, because I was going to say and I, I was going to praise it for a comedy movie. It is it is tight. Right. Like it's I think it's you can watch this. And these are between this and Billy Madison again. Anytime they come up, like you like you see it on Comedy Central or whatever, like it's just like easy to get into because it's a very simple plot and it's a very like very it just has the jokes yeah. and that's it, right? It's it's tight. I think that's it deserves a lot of credit there, and I think it's also well directed. Um, this movie was written with Adam Sandler with this guy named Tim Hurley Hurley, who's that's his writing buddy, right? Yes. Really, okay. Who, by the way. Like in the Nepa baby conversation, his son, Martin, is a part of Please Don't Destroy, which is like the what they're on SNL now. They're yeah. like what, um, you know, um, Lonely Island did prior. Um, But together with Sandler, he wrote this. He wrote Billy Madison, The Wedding Singer, Waterboy, Big Daddy, Little Nicky, Mr. Deeds, Bedtime oh. Stories, Grown Ups 2, not Grown Ups 1. Um. Uh, and that, that, oh, sorry. And also let me, let me backtrack a little bit. He did the screenplay for big daddy and the screenplay for Mr. Deeds. But as far as like writing credit, which also makes me wonder where the magic comes from. Sometimes it's the same conversation we had about, Ooh, about with Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. Yeah. Which is okay. like, you look at the, at the stuff that he has explicitly written with Sandler and it's Billy Some Madison, best stuff, happy Gilmore, wedding singer, water boy, water boy, water boy, water boy, little Nikki. Grown Ups 2, Ridiculous 6, and then Hubie Halloween. Really whiffed the big one on Hubie Halloween there, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, all yeah. incredible. And well. But it's funny. It's very similar. What it's I was like, going to say. Yeah. And, and without knowing, because remember what I was just talking about, and I skipped over things like I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry and anger management, all these other like weird intros into or entries into Adam Sandler's filmography, which I was like, Oh, they're subpar ones. They didn't have 
Tim writing behind Interesting. it. So now, now I will say this. One of the things that I love about this and all of the movies that he wrote on, especially yeah. this one, the sub characters yeah. and their little stories are so incredible. Yeah. Like so ridiculous. Just like yeah. Chubbs missing a hand. Yeah. And, you know, Shooter McGavin and like I just all those little side characters, his yeah. caddy, yeah. homeless guy. And then the other guy's caddy who hits him with a <laughs> with a Volkswagen bug on a golf course like that would never happen. <laughs> yeah. No one's letting you drive down the fairway in a, a you know, yellow Volkswagen bug yeah. <laughs> to run Adam Sandler over. But I feel like the, the sub characters kill it. And this, this is where, again, I'll give credit where credit's due, especially in the writing is you don't need to overexplain characters. I get so angry when movies are like, look at this funny character. Look, look, look. And then like have to give them a backstory and like a deep yeah. explanation. It's just like, no, he's just a homeless guy. And he's just like, Hey, you want to be my caddy? He's like, whatever. He doesn't even talk. It's so good. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, it's simple. Right. Where it's just like, yeah, no, here's a funny character. And, or like you give a character of like a funny little side story, like Chubbs in his hand. Right. Which has this whole yeah. backstory, which then, you know, like hits its peak with the whole his death in falling out the yeah. window because he was scared by the head. Even Happy Gilmore, like his he has got the worst fucking temper yeah. in the world. <laughs> but when it comes to his grandma, he's so sweet yeah. and he'll do anything he can to save her house for her. Yeah. Which is the whole premise of this movie. Yeah. He realizes that he can kind of be like a shark and bet people if he can out drive the ball further than them. Yeah. And starts to take their money. And then eventually Chubbs is like, oh, you should try out for this tournament. And that's how this all starts. Yeah. But uh, he, his character, I mean, have you ever golfed before? We've talked about that. Uh, once. once. I, I need to get a lesson with your fiance because okay. I've done it like once and it's, it was under duress. Okay. And I'm awful. <laughs> like I, I, he'll tell you, no, you're not bad. You just like, don't ever play. I, I'm naturally athletic in the way that I've played baseball and yeah. soccer. And so. I get the mechanics. Yeah. I just don't care enough to try and get better. Yeah. I'm there to drink alcohol and be outside. <laughs> and like sometimes he practices and I just ride in the cart and drink yeah. beer and it's great. <laughs> but there is a definite. That is a person on a golf course. Like yeah. I in my head right now can think of 10 people that act this way on a golf course. Yeah. So like he's happy. Gilmore's really good at driving the ball, right? Like he yeah. can hit it. That's that first hit really really far yeah. but he can't putt the ball that's a short yeah. game and that's yeah, yeah, what yeah. he really has to focus on in order to win this big tournament to win his grandmother's money and yeah. shooter mcgavin buys his grandma's house and he's trying to bet him back for it there are so many people that honestly act that way yeah when they cannot play well on a golf course yeah and i was a beer cart girl for almost 10 years and i can tell you right now grown ass men act like that on yeah. the golf course and while this is meant to be satirical I guarantee Adam Sandler has golfed with someone like that. And he was like, oh, we're making this yeah. character because it's real. Yeah. And I know that everyone that's listening to this plays golf. You are either that guy or you golf with that guy. I was going to say, was there any background into where they came up with the concept of this? You, you mentioned it was based on a childhood friend. Yes. But as far as like where they decided to come off with the story or anything, or was that just. Well, um. I don't know anything other than it was like based off his friend with the hockey wrist wrists. Um, I don't know. I'm actually just reading this here and basing it off of Wikipedia, um, which I can give insight into this cause I know this backstory, but after Sandler was fired from SNL 95, he moved on to films. They wrote Billy Madison together, which they did successfully for universal. 
And then they wanted to work on a new project in an office during a brainstorming session. They came up with a high concept premise for a film about quote, a hockey player who smacks a 400 yard drive. And then Judd Apatow did a uncredited rewrite on the script as well. Oh, which is interesting because it has a little Judd Apatow sweat in it as well, which Which maybe maybe that's some of the tightening too. I was going to say he's usually brings gold. Yeah. I mean, especially then, I mean, this is the Judd Apatow of the nineties. So this is like, didn't he also do, um, what was the kids movie where they went to camp? Oh my God. Heavyweights. He wrote heavy. Oh, he wrote heavyweights around that. Did time. he really? You didn't know that Judd Apatow wrote heavyweights? I did not. And oh, I yeah. love that movie. Yeah. Also with that, uh, not with Adam Sandler, um, with, uh, Ben Stiller. Benjamin. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. So there you that's go. one of those movies that you watch back. I mean, we could make a whole nother podcast on movies that just could never be made today. Heavyweights is one of them. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is pretty high up there in a and movie that could not be made today. And it's a Disney movie, which is Disney's insane. heavyweights, which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, diet culture would not let that happen. They're just a bunch of fat kids. It's so Disney's mean. heavyweights. It's so yeah. bad. But I I do, I will say, back to Happy Gilmore, it is a very funny movie. And also, I full disclosure, I mean, I'm not going to hurt his feelings by saying this. Until I dated my fiance, I would always say, say, I love to watch every single sport except for golf, unless (laughs) I need to take a nap. I thought it was the most boring thing in the world. Now that I know what I know, I I truly do enjoy watching golf and all that. The world of golf um, helps that it pays my bills. But... (laughs) This made golf interesting to a whole group of people. At this time, golf was just for rich white dudes. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And this made golf, I think, kind of interesting to people. And I wonder if it had anything to do with like, I want to go do that. Yeah. No, like like the the he's kind of like the frat boy in the movie. You know, he's got a Bruins hockey jersey on the whole movie, which in the real world, you can't even go on to a, a private course without a collared shirt and well, khakis. Okay, you can't wear jeans is you it can't. A, is that a rule like yes. how does that work yes okay. like if you wanted to come golf at a golf course yeah. you can't wear a t-shirt and jeans if it's a private course some oh. public courses have different yeah. rules but yeah is no it? t-shirt no jeans it has to have a collar the shirt has to have okay. a collar and the pants can't be jeans okay i didn't know this i know this at, at my fiance's course and yeah. that's i mean some courses are probably even more strict i didn't know so, that. so yeah he could never wear what he's wearing, but also yeah. I think it made golf more approachable to a bunch of people that were like, this is the, a stuffy dude. Sport. Yeah. We're probably like, I want to go out there and smack the ball 400 yards. I bet you I could smack the ball 400 yards, yeah. which by the way, even the best in the PGA tour, I don't think they're smacking the ball 400 yards. Well, I mean, obviously they had to be paid. I mean, the fact that they came up with, with this plot as a quote unquote high concept premise yeah they had to know about golf themselves absolutely okay yeah and i i I think i mean don't quote me on this but it was dustin johnson was like the longest driving in the pga tour i don't know if he still is Hmm. but i don't think it's over 400 yards there's actually like a big controversy in golf right now where they're trying to figure out if they should have a standardized golf ball that everybody uses because with technology growing as fast as it is and all these different golf balls and golf clubs that are coming out, certain courses are becoming almost too easy because people can hit the ball so far now. 
And some of it has to do with different types of balls and the the way that they're made and how you can hit them further or wait, I, this I, is real. I didn't know. Wait, so you're telling, and this is mind blowing to me a little golf bit. Porn. You're telling me that not every golf ball is the same. No, not even close. That's why there's like <laughs> Titleist pro V one is like the most popular. Okay. Uh, that's the one that I think my fiance plays pro V one X. Okay. I could be, <laughs> I like know. <laughs> but there are different types of golf balls that do different things. Like there are golf balls that are much more forgiving to somebody that doesn't hit the ball as far will help them wow. have more airtime. Therefore the ball goes further. What? I swear. So this is kind of a thing that they're trying to reintroduce into the world of professional golf. Should they have a standardized ball across all the way across? They all play the same ball so that, it's fair because there's certain courses that they can't make their course any longer. They can't make holes longer because yeah. they have the space they have. Wait, but are you, are you telling me, this is clear, incredible. <laughs> are you telling me that on like the PGA tour, which just, yes. just concluded, you're telling me that every one of those golfers could have different balls that Absolutely. have different. Oh, yes. I didn't know this, which there's yeah. like a TikTok account that I came across a long time ago and not like follow just like it was like coming up in my feed and this guy would like put the golf balls on like this little spinny thing to like i don't know measure something about it and then he would just cut into it using like a and you could see the inside and you yeah. see the inside and see what's different about it like he would collect balls from like the lake or wherever and they're like all right cool we're gonna cut into it and see what's inside this one this one's really old this one's really new this one's made of like dust they cut into it it just kind of explodes this one they cut into it and it's like made of like rubber on the inside I didn't know any of this. It's stuff. crazy. Like yeah. Bridgestone, Bridgestone that makes tires, they make golf balls. I really? think, oh my God, he is going to be so mad at me because I, honestly, he loves Tiger Woods more than he loves me. Okay. But I think Tiger Woods plays a Bridgestone ball. But you remember how Tiger- but What does that mean? You're saying like- Like- You said that- The like, company that makes tires no, makes I, golf balls. But the way you said it, you you made it sound like, oh, I'm revealing something sort of like, like no, taboo. But I just think it's so strange that like you can play a Bridgestone golf ball and then yeah. the guy next to you is playing a Titleist golf ball and then somebody else is playing a Wilson golf ball and somebody's okay. playing a, I don't know, another one, <laughs> tailor-made golf ball. And they're all different. Oh, the wow. size is the same. I'm pretty sure the size has to be it's the same. What or fall within, I think the size has to fall within certain parameters, obviously. So it has to be the same. Okay. But the internal structure, yeah, what they're made of or, how, you know, like the way that they're created. It is very, this is intricate stuff. I mean, what's even funny, I mean, I've watched like how it's made growing up and I know like. You ever see like the inside of like a bowling ball oh, yes. where it's like super weird and it's like, oh, it's not just like a solid core. It's got this weird pattern to Something it. Something to it. Uh, but I never thought golf balls were the same sort of in well, a way. Well, like a while ago, this is, I don't, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. I don't know, maybe more. Costco made its own Kirkland golf ball that was apparently <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah. It sold out like crazy. Like you could not get the Kirkland golf ball because it was so cheap. And it was really close to the Titleist Pro V1X, which yeah. is a pretty expensive golf ball, but it was like the most popular. And they did so well making like a dupe of it that like it became people like, oh, no, you've got to get the Kirkland golf ball. Yeah. Are you saying it's gone now? Like it's not. I don't know if it's still the same. I don't know what happened there, yeah. but I just remember that it was like a big deal. Like, oh, yeah. Kirkland yeah. Costco golf balls are incredible. Yeah. They probably got brought down by like big golf oh, ball. Probably. Yeah. For sure. the, the golf <laughs> ball. uh Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a real like issue on the PGA tour right now. Oh, wow. Okay. The golf I didn't ball. That. 
thing. So that's why I'm saying I don't yeah. know about the 400 yards things, but I also. Yeah. Um, I will say um, the woman in this, the gr- grandma, I just want to touch on grandma for a second. Oh, remember yes. grandma? Of course um, I remember grandma. She was, she was the nice old lady in like so many things. Francis Bay. Francis Bay. Um, she was in Happy Gilmore. I thought she was also the, but that was a different lady. The one from the wedding singer. Oh, <laughs> just I know this sounds awful, but lady. for me, it's just like, yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's the old lady. Um, she was great in this. Well, apparently she was in like Twin Peaks also, which is kind of funny. Wild. Um, wild. But she was also in Blue Velvet. She did a bunch of movies <laughs> with David Lynch, which is even she really weirder did. to me. Um, she's in the wedding planner as well. She is wedding plan. Oh, the wedding planner, not the yeah. wedding singer. No, okay. different. Right. Wow. Um, who, by the way, I always have to say just for facts, but, um, uh, she did pass away in, uh, 20, 2002. Oh, she was in twins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, 2011, her, her, um, husband died in 2002. She was in the karate kid Tom. Yes. Okay. That I know. Oh my God. She played mother superior in in twins, which is funny. That's incredible. (laughs) But it's funny because I feel like her entire career is just her playing old ladies. Oh, 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. I mean, towards the end of her life, she's playing just like old ladies in really bad horror movies. Yeah. Ring around the rosy. Oh, the poor woman. <laughs> she had a good run. But yeah, that's Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Tie in the end of the Masters week, which. It's a very big deal in our house. I, I can imagine. Like, like truly a big deal. Yeah. I think he. I will never forget this. A friend of ours got married on master's weekend Yeah, that I worked with at a golf course. <laughs> and he was like, why would he get married on master's weekend? Yeah. How am I supposed to watch the masters? It's not the super bowl. I mean, I guess the super sitting, bowl golf. But. Tom, we are sitting in a Catholic church rec room after they said their vows before we went to the reception. Yeah. And he is sitting there on his cell phone, watching the masters. <laughs> Ignoring the the world, the world of the wedding. And then oddly enough, the reception was at a golf course and he still couldn't watch the masters. That's <laughs> so a very big deal in our house. Yeah. Before we get out of here, is there a, like, because you're so deep into it. Yes. Is aside from sharing what blew my mind about golf balls, but is yes. there anything else that you've learned from the world of golf? That's like, Oh, most people don't know this. And this is like a, Something oh my up. God, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> you have like the, it, it's very funny because the guy that won the masters this week, John Rom, yeah. I always say like when somebody's in the lead, I'm like, Oh, who's in the lead? And he'll say a name. I go, do we like him? Yeah. He's like, yeah, we like him. He's a really nice guy. You know, this, 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 and this, yeah. or there's other times I'm like, do we like him? And he's like, no, he's a shitty tipper. Yeah. Not, this is not about John Rom. Yeah. This is about another golfer. He's a really shitty tipper. Like he doesn't take care of people, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, He's got like the inside scoop. Golf is a world. There's a podcast called um, No Laying Up. Okay. That is just a bunch of buddies that started a golf podcast and they also play golf together that has blown up so much that they are now having PGA Tour golfers (laughs) on the show. Like you want to get on No Laying Up. Yeah. And my fiance has been obsessed with this podcast since like its inception. Okay. And a lot is revealed on there. Really? And I I don't think it's just that podcast, but a lot of the, you know, Plus social media. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I I know a lot more about 
golfers' lives than I should. And did you watch Full Swing on Netflix? Well, I watched the the first episode. I never finished okay. it. I highly recommend it. Yeah. It, it. It's it's a very good show, and you yeah. do learn a lot about the golfers that they follow. But yeah, no, I I know a lot. Like yeah. there is a whole drama going on right now between the PGA Tour and Live Golf, which See, is a separate thing. Yeah. That is just. But what's weird is big. they, which was not ever allowed prior, but they let like golfers from live play in the masters, right? Yeah, I guess it was voted on. They decided that they would. And um, as like a one-off or like a, let's try this. I or? F- okay. There is, it's in the tip <laughs> of my little brain, Yeah, but I did, I do know the rule, whatever it may be, but I think it's yeah. like the, if you are a, I don't know, I have no <laughs> idea. but something to do with like world rankings. So like okay. in order to play in certain, uh, majors, which like the PGA tour has major events. Like there's different, yeah. I, mean, there's, I don't know. There's like four or five majors. I have no fucking idea, but you have to have uh, either won the event or like be in the top tier of the world ranking Yeah, in points. If you're on the live tour, you're not getting those world ranking points. Cause you're not playing those PGA tour events okay. to get yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the world ranking points. So I think eventually what's going to end up happening is they don't have the world rankings to get onto these events. Maybe they have won them or whatever it may be so they can play in them. And I don't remember what the master similarity was, but there was a lot of people that they interviewed and they were like, is there, you know, any animosity? Are you, cause you're grouped with PG tour and live. And, uh, I think it was Bubba Watson that said, cause he's on the live tour now that, um, everybody's, happy and great and that the media is the only people making it a big deal. I don't know if that's true. Bubba Watson is a bit of a whiny (laughs) bitch to me, but uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of golf drama. Yeah. It's a big deal. Well, yeah. For, for a sport that everyone has to be quiet about, I know like, so like trees were falling down. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It didn't hurt anyone, but my God, well, Augusta, which is where the, the masters is played every year is, you don't get to just play Augusta. You don't play Augusta. It's not like another golf course that you can just go play. Really? You can only play, I think, if you are playing with a member. And in order to be a member, it is like absolutely fucking impossible. Really? Okay. And lots of old money, lots of old yeah. memberships. And I don't even think they let women be members until recently. Oh. Like, it's yeah. it's wild. <laughs> it's absolutely wild. But it is the creme de la creme of United States golf courses. Okay. Where like the birth of golf and everyone will say like the creme de la creme of golf courses outside of the u.s is st andrews in scotland real okay which is where the open was played isn't it windy there though i mean you know (laughs) it is and it isn't i mean i've been we went to st andrews and uh, my fiance's played it um once or twice and it is you know when you go to something that is so historical that even if you don't give a shit about it and you're there you feel the history and it feels like wow yeah like, obviously, I care about golf now, but, like, when we went there the first time, we drove into Scotland, uh, downtown Scotland, downtown St. Andrews, and we got out of the car, and we were like, holy shit, we're in St. Andrews. You feel that way. Yeah. And it's very different over there. While it is this golf course that people spend their whole life planning to go play from the U.S., yeah. over there, it's a public park. So, uh on Sundays, it's closed to golf. Yeah. You can just hang out there with your dogs and like <laughs> they can shit on the fairway uh, and walk around like no big deal. That yeah. is not how the United yeah, States okay, is. Yeah. We are uppity fucktards, but yeah. yeah. Um, we have to close this out, but before yes. before I do, and I, and I I already said the final questions were about that, but I realized I never got your answer on Adam Sandler movies and what your favorite is. Billy Madison. 
Okay, hands down, Billy Madison. Billy Madison, then the wedding singer. Huh. Um, the wedding singer, I think, because it was like one of my first like real rom coms that I really was yeah. like, oh, I love. It. Yeah, I feel like Adam Sandler struck something with bringing Drew Barrymore into it. It's like yeah. she's the secret sauce behind it. Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, and Jennifer Aniston are apparently like three very close best friends. I would love to see the three of them do something together. They talked about it in Drew Barrymore. Huh. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun fact. All right. Well, and that's it. So we have to do Billy Madison at some point. Maybe we oh, back, back to school. school. Yeah, back, back to, to school. school. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll do that at some point. All right, cool. All right. Good job. Bye. See you next time. Bye.